Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But my life is glorious. But I know that I leave that be hurdle and I'm so victorious. Take a look. I'm a and can't we just all be excited and can't wait until together we make it to the NFL draft? It's coming, Browns fans. I promise you it's coming, and it's going to be exciting for all of us. I think anything uh, we should have figured out by this point in time is that the Browns with this new regime really don't know how to do it. Any other way than exciting, whether you agree with it, or you dis- whether you disagree with it, the Browns are a very active, aggressive ball club in doing what they think is best. Whether you think it's best or not is a different discussion. And it brings us back to Josh Gordon today. Sashi Brown made a very, very unique statement about Josh Gordon that really has everyone up in arms uh, today about Gordon and his possible return to the Browns. But it goes back to our last Locked on Browns podcast in that we don't know. We have no idea. And so the fact that anyone would assume anything is pretty crazy. And so Sashi Brown said, um, our decision with Josh is just understanding where he is in the process and being able to have him. We're not in a position at wide receiver to turn down a guy like Josh if we feel he settled himself. Josh is going to have an opportunity to reapply to the NFL, and at that time, we'll make a decision when we know what's going on. And so what basically everybody is kind of jumping to is that the Browns are going to bring back Josh Gordon because they wouldn't be at a position if he has settled down. I think there's a big assumption there, right? And so settle down for me and you and settle down for the Cleveland Browns are two different things, especially when the Browns are looking to create a culture. So the other possibility many people are speculating is that the Browns are just trying to drive up his trade value. And the re- the facts are that, that the Browns are smart to do that, right? Right? There's, there's an intelligence factor there. Like, hey, guess what? The last time we saw Josh Gordon playing a full season, he was dominant. I mean, he was great. Now, obviously, that was years ago at this point in time, and we have no idea where he's at right now. He physically looks great in the picture that we all saw on social media yesterday, uh, but that doesn't mean he's ready to play in the NFL. And so uh, for the Browns, I think you can kind of ride that wave one way or another, but to kind of benefit the team, it makes sense to push out there that, well, we, we'd have no reason not to bring him back if if his head's on straight. But Browns fans, I want to make sure you don't get yourself too excited because that is uh, a very big if, right? And so, again, just because the league might reinstate Josh Gordon doesn't really mean that he fits what Sashi Brown said or what the Browns expect from a player. So please don't make the assumption, just because the league reinstates Josh Gordon, that the Browns are going to bring him back. 
And I don't want to rehash all of the discussions from the last Lockdown Broads podcast. Again, it makes a lot of sense either way for the Browns to or to not bring Josh Gordon back. But I think what Sashi Brown did there is probably get Browns fans a little too excited for the idea of Kenny Britt, Josh Gordon, and Corey Coleman to kind of be running wild all over NFL defenses at the same time that Hugh Jackson is talking about Corey Coleman being the guy, the man, the number one, you know, all of those kind of things. And so um, I think it's smart for Sashi Brown to say what he has said. I think it's smart for Hugh Jackson to say what he has said. That could mean Josh Gordon is back. There's lots of reasons for that. And that could mean Josh Gordon is getting traded if he gets reinstated. And again, there are lots of reasons for that. What the Browns could get in return for Josh Gordon really is everywhere up in the air. Obviously, it's not going to be a first-round pick, not going to be a second-round pick. No matter how talented he is, there's no way that the Browns could get that for him based on his history, uh, the fact that he could be suspended again for indefinitely, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the question becomes, is, is there some type of conditional third-round pick uh, type of thing where the Browns get a third-rounder if Gordon plays all season, uh, if he resigns, if he's not suspended, whatever it is. I think there's some possibilities out there, and I think for the Browns, I think it's very possible that you they decide to do that. They decide to uh, take what they can get for Josh Gordon instead of uh, the excitement of what Josh Gordon could give them. That's all we got to say about him at this point in time until new things come up. But Sasha Brown really definitely kind of threw the dynamite in the water. I think I've been pretty clear that, uh, if you haven't heard me say it before, that Terrell Pryor leaving has given the Browns uh, a little bit more of an opportunity to bring back Josh Gordon, and they're more likely to bring him back. Because with Pryor, not only do you have, would you have had two wide receivers that are a little bit diva, a little bit head case, all that kind of stuff, but you would also had Pryor continuing to need a ton of snaps. With Britt, you don't need that. And so Gordon wouldn't get in the way of Pryor or Coleman's development because Britt isn't going to need the same amount of development. So I think Gordon returning to the Browns is a possibility. Today really didn't change that for me, but I know it has for a lot of Browns fans. So again, I want to make sure we're clear. Just because the NFL might reinstate, or when they do reinstate Josh Gordon, that doesn't mean he's met what the Browns expect. So whatever you heard Sashi Brown say today, Please understand that's not connecting that to just being reinstated. Two different discussions, but man, does it seem exciting to think about it. a huge Josh Gordon, the fast and strong Corey Coleman, and the Kenny Britt who can do a lot of different things, along with Gary Barnage, Seth DeValve, Isaiah Crowell, Duke Johnson, that offensive line that's going to have Cam Irving and Sean Coleman at, uh, competing at right tackle. Both could give some really interesting uh, opportunities for the Browns up front. Wow, is that exciting. Uh, even with a Cody Kessler playing quarterback, I think you're starting to talk about the type of offense that Andy Dalton had around him in Cincinnati and what allowed Andy Dalton to sign 100 or whatever his contract is for, about $100 million. I think you're, you see a, a roster build on the offensive side that could allow Cody Kessler to be Andy Dalton. You guys know I'm not a huge Andy Dalton fan, but man, when you surround him with all of that kind of weaponry, all of that kind of talent, I think there's a lot of opportunities for Cody Kessler to get to where Andy Dalton is. Uh, Pro Football Focus graded Cody Kessler out pretty well, actually, this year. And so 
do I think Josh Gordon changes things greatly? Who knows? He's got to be available. But the fan in me is looking at that and just can't stop just having a little bit of drool, just a little bit, for the idea of that offensive line and that a level of weaponry. Long term, I think a player like Pat Mahomes, Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Kaiser, Deshaun Watson, give them even more opportunity with that kind of talent and a quarterback who has a higher ceiling. But that's just me. So for the Browns, there's one player that could return, and we got news on another player that many Browns fans were interested this offseason as a possible addition to the team, but who hasn't yet. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings. Much more. Geico's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than Geico. More power to you. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. And that player is strong safety T.J. McDonald, who was today suspended for the first eight games of the upcoming season. And based on a, uh, at least according to NFL.com, it's saying for violating the NFL policy on program and program for substance abuses, substances of abuse. What is interesting is primarily he is being suspended due to a misdemeanor count of driving under the influence. What is interesting about that is is that um, an eight-game suspension is pretty significant, given that um, normally those kind of incidents lead to a two-game suspension. So it leads me to wonder whether or not there's something else going on there. Was he already in the substance abuse program, whatever it is? So now we have some idea, not that we already didn't know, but we know what it means for McDonald this year. That means he's going to play a half a season. Um, and so for the Browns, obviously there was a lot to like about McDonald. He knows Greg Williams' system. He played in 53 games uh, so far in his career, including starting 16 all of last year, uh, with a total of 64 tackles, one sack, six pass defenses, two interceptions. Kind of a big hitter. A lot of good things about T.J. McDonald, but for the Browns, they never really went there. And so I think it's logical to assume that when you have your former defensive coordinator in tow and the team is not aggressively going at you or going for you, that's not a great sign. I think the league probably sees that as not a great sign or around the league. They see that as not a great sign because obviously he hasn't got a ton of attention. He was actually visiting Miami today when uh, this news broke, and it really begs the question whether the Browns have any interest in bringing in McDonald at all. Let's break it down. One, and I've told you about this before, the Browns have zero interest in kind of one-year make-good deals. The reason for that is they are trying to build a foundation, and a foundation isn't built on one-year deals. One-year deals work for players who think they can make something more the following season, and they work for teams who are ready to compete right away or just believe they're able to bring in talent whenever they want or maybe who uh, have some other contracts coming up next year but can pay some money this year. 
For the Browns, it doesn't work for any of those reasons. Instead, they are looking to build a foundation of a team starting with training camp or even before in the OTAs and moving on from there. And TJ McDonald is not going to be able to do all of that. He's not going to be there for the first eight games of the season. We will assume for now and with pretty good assumption that he would be around for OTAs and training camps and preseason like most players who are suspended. But then he's got to go. And he's gone for half the season. And so how do you prepare for that? How do you prep TJ McDonald, who you would sign as a free agent, likely as your starter, prep him, then he leaves for eight weeks, and somebody else starts literally half the season. And then McDonald comes back and you throw him in? And you you let him start right away because he's a free agent that you signed? And whoever was starting for half a year just has to be okay with that. And as a team, how does the how do you, how do their teammates kind of react to those kind of things? Uh, because the player put himself there. It's not as if the player was injured. Players totally understand when another player comes back from injury. But this player is coming back from self-inflicted wounds, if you would. And so I don't think the Browns will make a decision to sign him now. The only question becomes is if McDonald is still a free agent which I doubt, but if he's still a free agent as the season starts or as it goes on, do the Browns decide to bring him in later in the year? So maybe no one gives him an opportunity because of the suspension and they're not sure what he's actually going to do off the field during that time. So instead, he goes into the season as a free agent, but but then his suspension doesn't really kick in because he, or does it? See, that's a lot of the areas where the NFL has to kind of step in and make sure they make a ruling so teams understand, right? So it's a complicated situation. But when you look at McDonald, six foot two, uh, you know, just a, a, a big hitter, 220, he's someone who has really made something of himself uh, in the league and I think has impressed a lot of people. But when you make the kind of decisions that he made that led to his misdemeanor and now led to his eight-game suspension, teams are going to be wary of that, especially in a draft that is very, very deep at the defensive back position. I think Browns fans, we can probably cross McDonald off our list, even though that means there's probably no free agent safety coming over, and we're going to have to wait till the NFL draft. It sucks at some level. It's not something we want. I'd love to see the Browns have addressed the defensive backfield, specifically the safety spots, more. But the reality is, is just because McDonald is a name and someone that had a good season last year and knows Greg Williams' system, doesn't mean he's the right fit. It brings us back to the Josh Gordon conversation. Talent is important, obviously, but the culture and the behavior and the teammates and all of that is something the Browns are trying to build from the ground up under Hugh Jackson, under Sashi Brown. They're trying to build an identity for their team, something that has been lacking Because the only identity the Browns have had is transition. That has to change. And if you're trying to build a a foundation of a culture, building it around your head coach and building around uh, good quality players who can jump high and run fast and who were really productive in college or, or in the pros make a ton of sense. Gordon does two of those three things. He can run fast and jump high. He's not the athlete you actually think he is. 
he's a very good athlete, but he's not the elite, amazing athlete. He is just so smooth, long, strong. He's the combination, but he's not at this point that athlete, That, uh, but he's still very, very good. And then production on the field, again, that's been years ago. With McDonald, he's not that kind of athlete. He's not, he's not really even close to that kind of production. And now you have these character issues. For the Browns, I don't think it's realistic for McDonald to come forward. Maybe if they strike out in the draft and they don't want to reach at certain positions or certain times in the draft and they decide to go after him after the draft, maybe. But even then, I would be surprised. Gordon, on the other hand, the door is at least cracked open. Will the NFL allow that door to... Maybe the chain on the door that's still kind of on there, but the door is cracked. Will the will the NFL unchain the door? And will the Browns let that door be kicked open by Josh Gordon? Or will another team come knocking on that door and offer the Browns a trade they can't refuse? We'll find out. But I know the fan in me has pictures of Pat Mahomes or Deshaun Watson throwing the ball all over the field to Gordon and Coleman and Britt and Barnage and DeValve and Duke Johnson and having so much time because of that offensive line and Crowell running the football. That's fun to think about. And, hey, that's what sports are all about, Browns fans. It's fun to think about. Thanks for stopping by this Locked on Browns podcast. I am your host, Jared Mueller. You can get a hold of me on Twitter. It's at Jared K. Mueller. That's at J-A-R-E-D. K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Thanks for stopping by, and go Browns!